We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clarkport Studio here with you this morning. Jeffrey Wright will join us momentarily on the Campbell Clinic Hotline as he does every single Thursday. Ole Miss basketball winning in a rout last night. They beat the Arkansas Razorbacks 77-51 to to move to 3-3 three and three in the SEC and set up a, uh, a winnable but a difficult game in College Station on Saturday. Then a couple of tough home games next week. We talked about that a good bit. We'll continue to talk about that today. Also, uh, around the league, Alabama knocks off Auburn in Tuscaloosa last night. So it's some basketball stuff for you. Ole Miss picked up a couple offensive line commitments from the University of Washington. We'll uh, hit those in the later part of the show. And then uh, spend some time on this Netflix deal with the WWE. It's not really about wrestling. It's about rights and what this can mean for uh, sports and coverage and streaming moving forward. So we had a lot of that today as well on the show that's brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know, go check out the Beer Cave here locally, the lunch specials here locally, and the convenience stores that are up and down I-55 throughout North Mississippi as well. They've got their uh, Superstore going up in Macomb also. So uh, wherever you see a blue sky, stop in, help us out, take care of people who have uh, taken care of us now for over 10 years with the Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon. And again, come to from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Forge in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number to call. Call and ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You get great service. Uh, the vehicles are awesome. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy, they want to be your truck guy, and they'll prove to you what that means when you make the call, 662-257-1900. Guests, including Jeffrey Wright, join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care. 
pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to campbellclinicoxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, also worth mentioning, it's on the internet, all over both message boards. Thoughts with Ben Garrett. He was in a uh, car accident on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, as I posted on the board, as other people have said, his coworkers at on three have said the same should be okay. Um, they transferred him to a different hospital last night. So if you're, uh, if you're the praying type, for the thoughts type, whatever it is there with uh, Ben as he continues to uh, battle back from a car accident that could have been much worse last night, but it sounds like he's going to be okay uh from the last we've uh we've heard about that so students uh first day of class today for Ole Miss finally getting started we've been talking about that deadline and all that stuff for uh football reasons for a while but they uh they have started back the semester and they were in full force last night I, I credit to Ole Miss they didn't turn students away from the basketball game they kind of put them in the in the upper deck they found places for all the students there was a huge line kind of right up until uh Till tip, and they, they they saw two things: Ole Miss continuing to hold serve at home, to play well at home in the pavilion. They they shoot incredibly well in that building. They kind of shoot themselves out of problems uh, in that building over the course of the season. And then last night, they took advantage of what it was already a middling Arkansas team, and was frankly a bit of a hapless Arkansas team last night, even from a rebounding standpoint. You know, Ole Miss's struggles in rebounding, 43-28, the Rebels over the Hogs on the boards last night in just a uh, just a route. They led immediately by 10 points in the first five minutes, and it frankly never got close. It was it was, it was was tip to tip all the way, uh, the Rebels there. Um Big, big picture macro as far as the season for Ole Miss. It was one they had to have. They clearly got it. You moved to College Station. You need to be three and one in this four game stretch. However, the hell you want to get to that three and one in those four games, I feel like. And the next opportunities on Saturday. Meanwhile, Arkansas one in five in the SEC. And Eric Musselman, I mean, you could see it from just body language last night. He doesn't like his team. He is showing you. You know, because they have talent, they have the parts. You're seeing the negative part of rebuilding teams over programs and rosters and things like that. That frankly could yeah. happen to all sports. It, it, it is it is where Lane has talked about from one year to the next, and you can't guarantee it. And why he liked that 23 team so much is that that stuff can go sideways if you're not really precise. And that's exactly what's going on with an Arkansas team that's had a lot of postseason success the last three years. Yeah, there's a lot there. I'll start with the Arkansas stuff just because that's what you finished with. That's what. You- fresh on my mind since you, that's what you just said. Um, I see a lot of people talking about him complaining and whining to the refs. Uh, I, I viewed that differently last night. He was whining to the refs because if he didn't whine to the refs, he was going to say something to his players that, that, <laughs> that he had to say something to somebody. Uh, that team, he was venting as much as anything else. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they didn't tee him up. Um, you know, he got out on the court pretty good amount at one point and the refs just didn't do anything to him which tells me that he was basically yelling at them something along the lines of, I'm doing this because I, I want to kill those guys. Um, yeah, chemistry matters. They have chemistry issues. Uh, they had, you know, a couple of injuries last night. Brazil didn't play the second half. Mac didn't play at all uh, with the migraine. He probably was frustrated with that kid for not wanting to play. Um, they have what I've read and and heard is that they have a lot of internal stuff that's NIL related. It's one of the reasons I give Lane an absolute ton of credit for this part. 
we wrote about it a lot last year, and I'm not sure people really read it and understand it because fans are just like, this isn't a criticism. Fans are just like, give me everybody. Nope, you can't overpay. You can't you can't just throw money at a, at a dude to get that dude because once that dude gets in, his money that he got impacts how other people feel about things. And you have to have some team. And um, they they don't. They, they don't have any – they don't gel at all. Um, frankly, they got – what was it, 10 or 11 points out of uh, Pinion last night. He never plays. That could have been a lot worse. That game was a blowout. Arkansas made a little first half run to cut it to six, I think. At one point, I want to say it was 29-23, and you're like, well. I think that's right, yeah. If if you're Ole Miss right here, you don't want them getting any closer because you, you, you want them to go ahead and quit. And I think Ole Miss finished the half up 12 or 14. They did exactly what they needed to do, and then they blew them out in the second half. Um, so for Ole Miss – it was the it was a game they absolutely had to have. It was a must win. They shoot the ball so much better at home. Uh, but the big thing last night, and the reason that that first half never got any closer, is because they protected the basketball. They only had nine turnovers the whole game. Maybe it was eight, nine. I don't remember the exact number. It doesn't matter. Uh, they they didn't turn the ball over. They protected the basketball. They they rebounded aggressively. They got back on defense. They just did a lot of little things well that they've got to figure out a way to take what they're doing in Oxford and do it away from Oxford. And Saturday's a really good opportunity. A&M's a nice team, not a great team. Uh, Buzz is a terrific coach. Wade Taylor the fourth is a terrific scorer. He can get hot and, and he can beat you by himself. Um but other than that, they're not. There's nothing elite about their team just yet, and I still think. And I heard Jimmy Dyke say this last night. Um, they're they're still one of those teams that could get hot and get into the tournament and get the right draw and, and make a run because they're they're gritty. They're not going to beat themselves. Um, but this is a game that Ole Miss can win, and um, you know they got State and Auburn next week, both at home. But those are two tough teams, so. They, they won a game they had to win. Now they have an opportunity on the road to steal one and get ahead a little bit in terms of trying to get to 10 and 8. Um, and they did a smart thing, Ole Miss did, by letting all the kids in. The kids wanted to be at the game, that's which is great. shows you that, that, that that's resonating with the students. And uh, they did the right thing by letting them all in. And, you know, I've seen some criticism of fan attendance and stuff like that. And I, I guess I have a kind of a, a complex series of thoughts on this. I get what Chris is doing. He's just pushing and pushing and pushing. I don't blame him one bit. I also, on the other side, sometimes don't think some of the people who are critical of the fans understand just how bad it was the last three years. And it just takes a minute to get people back into the arena, back into believing in it. It just takes some time. Maybe it shouldn't. Maybe it should be an instantaneous thing, but Wednesday night at eight o'clock, bad weather, fog, all that stuff. That's that is going to limit your attendance a little bit. And when you're coming off of three horrific years in a row, and they were, it's going to take a minute. Jeffrey, how are you, uh, gentlemen? I am well. I'm zooming in my car, so if uh, if if we have connection problems, that's what's up. I think you're probably okay. Look at you playing hurt. 
finding a way. Well, this is things. just no. First off, I'm a hero. I'm not playing hurt. Uh, my <laughs> wife wants. To, she has some type of coverage on her car, and her windshield is cracked. So we went to Safe Flight at seven thirty. Uh, I also heroically just dropped my daughter off at daycare. No big deal. That's four consecutive or sorry, three consecutive days of being the person that drops your daughter off at daycare. So again, again, the, the term hero, I don't use it lightly, but I think look, I I saw your Twitter. I saw the tweet, the, the bow on the headband on her head. I mean, that was that that was as good a placement yeah. as your perfect quarterback towel. I mean, just yeah. cocked to the side yeah. just a bit. It was perfect. Well, I, was really, I was really surprised, Jeffrey, that Aaliyah let you keep doing it because when you do it that perfectly, the message that it sends to her is, I don't need you. You're yeah, not no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, really what it shows is, you know, it's, hey, it's next man up. I mean, I don't want to say yeah. – I know the, I heard the whispers out there. I'm not saying I said them. I heard Brady for blood, so – I heard the whispers, but again, oh, listen! I, I got a call from Wally. I, I, I got a call from Wally Pipp's great great grandson. Yeah. Said, "Hey, hey, I know how this story goes." Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we <sighs> saw again. We all saw. We all saw the the comments, whatnot. I, and I understand, yeah. and I want to thank everyone for the support. But again, I want I, I want to be clear. I have full confidence that Aaliyah can still that Aaliyah can still get the job done. Oh, the dreaded vote of confidence now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah's in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Are you in charge tomorrow? Or are we going for a perfect week? No, I, I, I imagine uh, I imagine tomorrow will not be my day. Okay, gotcha. All yeah. right, all right. We, we, we got to break up the week a little bit. Can't get the perfect yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'll pose this to you, Jeffrey, because elsewhere around the SEC last night, Bama knocks off Auburn 79-75. It's the Tigers' first loss. And it's C play, Bama now five and one in the SEC, Georgia over LSU and Athens 68-66. Mike White's got his Bulldogs four and two in the SEC, LSU at three. Man, and did three. you watch and then, the end uh, of that game, Chase? Did you see uh, the end? No, I I didn't see a second. And then I'll, I'll let you get to that one real quick. Florida 79-70. Good win for the Gators. Kind of a weird game for Mississippi State last night. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't of course we had the Uga, we had the Uga, the dead Uga game. So yeah. uh you know, any, you always got to take. Anytime you got a dead mascot, you got to take the. You got to take the, the the bulldogs. The Auburn Alabama game I watched. That deal. That game was like three games in one. It was. It that was. One, that was so bizarre. It was. It was a. It was. It was great television. Yeah, no, it was they, a great watch. But it was like at first I was like, oh, Auburn's gonna run them out of the building, and then yeah. then then you look up at half and you're like, Auburn's gonna get run out of the building, and then. Auburn made a big charge, and then then Bama kind of held it on. Yeah, that was a great – that was a really fun game to watch. I'm like you at the beginning. I'm like, oh, Alabama can't guard them. Yeah. It's going to get ugly. And then Alabama goes on this run for the the latter part of the first half where they're up 14 at the half, and you're like, they're going to blow Auburn out. And then Auburn comes back, and that team has Bruce's personality – it, it's really an interesting deal because those two teams have their coaches' personalities and their coaches' personalities clash. And they almost had the brawl. Alabama sort of – the guy stomped on Johnny Broom's hand. And I thought the referees – I'll give them credit. They got to it fast. Otherwise, that gets wild. Um, but then, it, you know, at the end, Alabama made the play that they had to make. And 
It was a it was a really good game between two teams that are definitely headed to the tournament. The Georgia LSU game, Georgia Georgia flirted with disaster. LSU got a three at the buzzer that the damn thing went halfway down before it kicked out. That was going to be the absolute knife in the chest for Georgia, and they they held off and got the win. I'll give Matt McMahon credit, man. LSU's playing; they look like a completely different team this year than they did a year ago. So the key for them, though, was the 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 court case, correct? Because they got everybody eligible. Yeah. So they're 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 technically a different team even than they were two months ago. Yeah, they and they're just they play hard. They're not they're not great. They just play hard. The one that Chase referenced that was the weird game yesterday was the Florida win. I mean, Florida's. I think Golden's a really good coach, so I'm not particularly surprised. I know his team played terribly in Oxford, and so some of the Ole Miss people that don't watch. No, this is not a criticism. They just watch Ole Miss games. They watched Florida that day, and they're like, I don't see what the big deal is. I like Golden. I think he's a really good young coach. But State's a weird team, man. They're not consistent at all. And and um, they should be better than they are, but they're depending on a freshman guard, and some of the older kids they've got get kind of sulky, and they, they they'll disappear for stretches, and – that might end up being a game they wish they had back. Well, because right here, State's 2-4 and four in the SEC, and they got a weird one coming up on Saturday. They're at home, but Auburn's coming into town. That's no gimme at the home. Well, hump. I mean, oh. going, if, going back to the point that Neil made with, with Ole Miss, I mean, Neil, if you, I got your next book idea. Uh, if you can tell college basketball teams how to play on the road like they do at home. I, I think you got a bestseller on your hands. Hey, no doubt. I, I, I can tell you every coach in the country would buy it. Yeah, I, I I think I think like you you could go on the speaking tours. You know, we could really I I'm seeing dollar signs here. You know what's wild with Ole Miss though is it's it goes beyond shooting. Mm-hmm. Like you get the shooting part. Like okay, well you practice in that gym, you're used to those rims, you're used to the lighting, blah blah blah. Okay, cool. I get that. But like Ole Miss's ball handling home and away is night and day. It's bizarre. Like at home, they don't turn it over. They protect the basketball. On the road, they're like they're like a charitable organization sometimes. They're just giving it away. I mean, it it's gotta drive him, it's gotta drive all coaches kind of crazy. I there, there's no real figuring it out. I mean, but to Chase's point, look, Auburn Auburn showed up in Tuscaloosa, and they'll show up in Starkville, and State could lose to Auburn. And then, look, you know, you guys know my thoughts on the Ole Miss-Mississippi State basketball series. I don't care how good or bad the teams are. Give me the home team every time. I'll just – let me have the home team, and I'm going to go 18-2 and two in 20, 20 games. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to win more than I lose. Just give me the home team. I'll lay the points. I don't care. Give me Ole Miss at home, I, Mississippi State at home, and I don't, I don't even want to think about it. The other thing that I think we're kind of seeing again is you forget that January basketball can also get a little weird. You know, yeah. so many of these teams, like, you get into conference play, and, you know, I'm watching it with Memphis. I mean, we have our annual – it's like the mid to late end of January – freak out with tiger basketball 
and everyone's acting like their pet's heads are falling off. And I'm sitting there going like, guys, we've done this like five years in a row, like hang in there. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I think what we're seeing in the league is the league this year is going to be determined by, it seems like everyone's pretty good at home. It's going to be determined by who goes on the road. Like we saw on Tuesday night, you know, I thought Kentucky came out pretty well against South Carolina. And then you look up and they're getting blown out in the entire second half. It just seems to me, whichever team is going to end up having the best road record, that's probably who's going to end up winning the league. Well, according to Cal, it doesn't matter until March anyway. Nothing matters until March. I do think Cal got him a, uh, I think he looked up in the second half and he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to get me one of these road losses and I'm going to be able to just yell at this team for like another four weeks. He better win one on the road Saturday because they're in Fayetteville. Man, that's a weird deal, man. What what I heard I kind of came in at the end with Neil, but man, I that team looks broken. They look they look broken and and you know, I told Chase Musselman he was yelling at the refs a lot, but I the way that the refs reacted to it told me that what he was yelling at the refs was basically about his team. Um, and I've never have you seen anyone pound diet cokes on the bench like he was pounding diet cokes? No, it, it told me in my in, in his mind he's just going. This is bourbon. I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretending. Well, I kept I, I kept wondering. <laughs> I was like, was he was he getting the spirit of John Daly? Like like yeah. You know, whenever you hear John, I, I go play golf. Ninety percent of the time, it's just diet cokes in the coolers. Well, yeah, John, what's in the styrofoam? He doesn't like this team. You know he he's frustrated. Um, I think he was frustrated with this team before it ever started because he thought he had Ron Holland and he basically did until he didn't. And he didn't find out that he didn't until it was too late to even attempt to replace Ron Holland for people who aren't bas basketball fans. Ron Holland plays for G league ignite. He's from Texas. A high school kid was the number one ranked high school player in the country will be a lottery pick in the upcoming NBA draft. I think he thought they had him and they could build around him and they were saving a lot of their NIL money for him, and they let the Walsh kid get away. I want to say he's playing for the Celtics right now. They let him go pro. He had thought about staying. Anyway, they kind of, from the very get-go, didn't have the roster they wanted to have. He, Trevon Brazil is a, was an was a elite player last year until he tore his ACL. He's not the same player. And then last night, he didn't even play in the second half because of knee soreness or something. Um, and then there's a lot of rumblings in Fayetteville about, about uh, Musselman and how much longer he's there and does he really want to be there. And I know his family really likes it, but those are sort of famous last words, the whole, well, his wife's really involved in the community. Okay. That, that, I've, I just don't meet many coaches who are like, well, I'm going to stay here because my wife's really involved in the community. He's a nomad, like a lot of basketball coaches. And I, I kind of wonder if maybe he thinks that he's taken it about as far as he can take it. But there, there are expectations there to be a lot better than they are. And, you know, they're going to have game day there on Saturday morning and they got Kentucky in there Saturday afternoon. And it's got a chance to be ugly and, they're what one in five now, one in six. I mean, they they one they five. look like a they look like a three and fifteen, four and fourteen SEC team. Ask me how I know. I've kind of seen those lately the last few years. They look like one of those. And 
man, when that arena starts getting empty up there and stuff like that, it it it's it not a not a great time to be Hunter Yurichek. I'll say that. Hunter Yurichek's got got some he's got to figure some stuff out because he's he's made some calls up there that um have the the natives pretty restless and We've been here before when it's January and your fan base is going, I can't wait for baseball season. That's never a good thing. Well, and, that's, I mean, also- and that's where they are right now. They're like, can't wait for baseball, which puts a shit ton of pressure on your baseball program. And, and uh, it's not, that's not a good place to be in, in today's, in, in today's sec where football and basketball are, are your big drivers. You can't be awful in both. Well, to me, it also like shows. I mean, what two years ago we would have probably said, "Hey, Arkansas's, you know, they got it right. They got their football coach. They got their basketball coach." And yeah. you know, now you're sitting there going, "I don't think you're you're in a different place with with Musselman than you are with Pittman." But it's now starting to get like weird with Musselman, mm-hmm. which is which yeah. is what I noticed. Yeah. I won't be surprised if he's not there next year. And that's not a prediction. I don't know anything. I just won't be surprised if he's not there next year. The rumbling on him is that he really wants the Louisville job. And that job's going to be open. And he's done enough at Arkansas that Louisville could probably overlook a a stinker of a season. Because, I mean, look, he did go to two consecutive Elite Eights and a Sweet 16. So, you know, which is more than Louisville's done in the last few years. And so... And Louisville's basketball school, they're going to thoroughly embrace it. And he's, he can do all that stuff and, and, and won't surprise me, but we'll see. Is that a good job still? I don't know. I, I, I don't That's know. That's a great question. I don't know enough about like just the dynamics of it all. I mean, they're not, they're in the wrong league. And I don't think the ACC is any longer a dominant basketball league. And who knows what the ACC is going to look like in three years, four years. But it is a place that loves basketball. It is a place that embraces basketball. and But that's potentially a terrible thing, depending on yeah. what your resources are and well, your I mean, ability like, to actually fund it. Like, I mean, in the end, like, Chris Mack gets fired. And, you know, you're sitting there going, like, I don't know, like, I just kind of look at it. You sit there and you wonder, like, uh, the other job I was thinking of is, like, I'm watching Maryland play, and maybe the sin is not getting rid of Turgeon. Maybe the sin is hiring Willard. But you sit there and you wonder, you're like, was Turgeon right that, like, hey, this is, like, the best they're going to be? It's like they're a tournament team every year, and that's kind of, like, bumping your head against the ceiling. Like, Chris Mack, I get it. Like, that that weird, was it the post-COVID year that they fired him? But, like, he did have them at number one in the country the year before. It's like, man, I don't know. Like, may- maybe that was a panic move. I just don't know what their NIL is, and that's all that matters. That it's the, it, it's, I think it's what frustrates some coaches that this, especially in basketball, hell and all of it, it's all NIL. It's just who can pay the most. It's, I don't know what your, what your total dollar figure is. I know that Musselman has told Arkansas people that, Right now, their NIL is only middle of the pack in, in basketball, and that that's not enough. And meanwhile, you've got a football coach that's trying to get NIL. It's the same thing. Like at Ole Miss, it's the same thing, right? I mean, you've got 
You've got Kiffin that's really, really involved in the transfer portal, and he's doing a tremendous job in the portal. But according to everyone, the portal gets more and more expensive, more and more expensive. So if you spend all of your money in football, do you have anything left for men's basketball? And then if you use what you have left for men's basketball in a place like Ole Miss, do you have anything left for the other sports that, at least in the old days, two years ago, really mattered? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I, we're, we're kind of finding out in real time because the the landscape has completely changed in 36 months. I'm going to – Well, you can, also, you can also get into a situation where – all right, I take this job and I think I've got, you know, let's say $5 million in NIL for my basketball. Well, then football goes on a run and, you know, they're 9-3, and 10-2. and two. Like, take Louisville, for instance. Brom took advantage of the schedule, but Brom's also native son. Like, what if all of a sudden someone goes, well, we got it. You know, Jeff, we got to get Jeff his money. And so we take a couple million from basketball and we put it into football. Like, yeah. I, I imagine those are conversations that are happening. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and it would be if you're, whether you're Eric Musselman or anyone else, I mean, if you're interviewing for talking to the Louisville people, your very first question has to be about NIL and it has to be guarantees. So I'm going to move us along a little bit. This Netflix thing, the WWE comes out a couple days ago. Um, we've all read the articles, seen the reactions. Starting in 2025, WWE's flagship series Raw is moving to Netflix. The total deal for the WWE, $5 billion over a 10-year period is what's being reported. Uh, not only with Netflix and Raw in the U.S., ca uh, Canada, Latin America, and the U.K., but outside the U.S., they also are home to SmackDown, NXT, premium live events. That's like WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, that kind of thing. Um, does a ton of different stuff. There's some Peacock deals for two years so peacock's got some wwe rights and i, I don't want to get down in the weeds of necessarily just the wrestling part so that's not the important part to me but am i overreacting jeffrey here as i think about this and the amount of cash on hand that these streaming services had isn't that one of the worst days in potentially espn's future yeah this week so where Netflix deserves credit is, and I can't remember if we've talked about it on the show. I know Neil and I have talked about it. Netflix was the first, the first streamer that was willing to say, you know what, we're going to grit our teeth and we're going to, we're going to raise prices and we're going to cut down on password sharing. Mm -hmm. So basically what Netflix was saying was, we don't think we can get any bigger by just letting everyone consume our product, our best way to grow financially is we got to milk our core base for more money. And they were the first ones to actually like bite the bullet and do it. And it worked. And they like the revenues went way up and their stock price went way up. I, what is significant about this is that the WWE got more money than almost every projection was out there and there's a reason why their stock price on Tuesday went up like 20%. It's because that's how good of a deal they got. So the first immediate reaction was, Oh, well, you know, this means that now more rights people are going to start, you know, look into the streamers and whatnot. I think this is a, my suspicion is that this is a unique case because if you also looked at the comments, 
from Netflix, they were asked, does this change your strategy towards live sports in the future? And they said, no, it doesn't. Now, it's entirely possible that that's a negotiation tactic, but I would also say, like, what is I – don't, I don't necessarily buy that, that that changes your leverage. What makes the WWE unique is Netflix basically just has to be a host site. Like, the WWE is still probably going to have all the cameras. They're going to do the production. And basically, you're just putting it on Netflix, but the WWE is going to handle all of the, the actual – broadcasting the the technical aspect of it so essentially netflix isn't having to you know buy their own cameras start their own production crew so that's sure. kind of where i'm 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 more fascinated by does this mean that streamers are now opened up into the bidding war because what we've seen from streamers previously is that they're willing to bid but they're not trying to be top dollar and so i think now i guess neil you could you could agree or disagree i think the one to watch now is the nba and to see if the nba becomes like does the nba go heavy streaming because that to me is a better indicator of will this be a will this be a new player in the space versus i think this is somewhat unique because wrestling is 52 weeks a year and basically all you have to do is just you have to be a home for their production whereas if i'm going to broadcast live sports i've got to basically start a new business yeah i'm setting neil up here with this by saying it dovetails into what we're talking about yesterday with linear tv only being about sports today it's the only thing people watch an appointment television anymore with all those nfl ratings and the way that came across and it's it's twofold it's yeah sure i don't think Amazon or Netflix is taking the NFL from anybody tomorrow. But if the NBA is open for business, that's another hit to ESPN. That's another hit to these things. That's that's all they had anyway. And then I think, and you guys can both respond to this, I think that's one of the signs. And look, they were probably trying to grow it that way anyway. But getting all those people in for Peacock when the NFL showed the playoff game, that was an early sign of going, hey, we got to figure this damn thing out because Peacock is going to take one hell of a hit losing wrestling where – They've got the EPL. That's huge. But they got to have something else. I mean, frankly, Netflix might have killed Peacock in the same instance this week. It's possible. Now, it's also, it's important to note, NBC Universal with Peacock, they're going to have a chance to bid for, like, the network and other stuff. So this isn't, like, set in stone that all everything's going to Netflix starting in 26. Like they the have libraries March- and everything. Right and and the the pay per views or what what sure. the artists formerly know the special events so mania yeah, like sure. what well, what we grew up is watching the pay per views so that's not settled yet but the question will be is NBC going to get back into the NBA like are they going to want to spend the money so I mean I do think I do think what we're going to start to watch is what was probably inevitable that. You're going to start to see like all the there's not enough space for all these streamers. And so they're all going to start combining and then, you know, it's going to end up looking like a cable package. Yeah, you're so much better informed on this than I am. Uh, The NBA part is interesting because the NBA's audience is predominantly young and young people, as you guys know, you're both younger than me and people younger than you guys. They stream. I mean, 
it's 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 why I've I've been interested to watch like the last couple of days the response to the NFL playoff ratings over the weekend. People are trying to come up with all these kind of outliers. Well, the, the the a third of the country was frozen and everybody was stuck inside. It's like nobody gets that number, man. They got that number. You have to respect the number. Um I I don't I don't know. I mean, you you between like the WWE thing and and like you're watching this thing with the, all the Bally sports that are going bankrupt and, and who's going to run those, how these different baseball teams are going to broadcast their games. And you, it's, it's one of the things that's dramatically impacted the major league baseball free agency market. For example, there's a lot of dudes that are still free agents because there aren't many players in that space because about half the teams in major league baseball are preparing for a monumental financial loss due to TV rights. And so you've got to figure out, not only how you can stream, but how you can stream and continue to to make the kind of money that you used to make. And I, I don't know that anybody's really come up with that answer just yet. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you look forward to the holidays? Maybe you struggle with seasonal blues. The holidays can be stressful, can conjure up some sadness. In other words, this time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, to give you the tools to manage everything going on. I've benefited from therapy. It was good. It was a work for me. It was good work for me to talk through some feelings with a professional, walk away with a new perspective. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's better H-E-L-P. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MPW. Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs there in Holly Springs, GNM in Oxford, Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. They've got their uh, high-dose flu shots for patients over 65 years old or uh, anyone that needs that level of protection. Flu obviously going around big time right now, so you can uh, you can get that. You can also get the RSV vaccine they have in uh, stock as well at both locations, Holly Springs and Oxford, and they make it easy. They let you schedule your appointments for your vaccines, come in, get them, be on your way. That's 662 to schedule, 662-236-2222. For GNM in Oxford or 662-252-2321 for Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. You've got uh, 2024 football season tickets available now. That's for new and renew tickets. Take advantage of that. Go ahead and get on with it. The excitement is only going to increase prior to the 2024 season. Also, men's and women's basketball. They start conference play this week. You've got SEC mini plans and single game tickets still available that is for uh, men's basketball, women's basketball. And then uh, we tell you about multiple campaigns going on right now. The Champions Now campaign, that's the big capital campaign from the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. You've got Forever Ole Miss if you're looking at state, state planning, Vault Society, Empower, a lot of different ways to uh, 
do philanthropic giving there with the foundation. Also, a reminder, the women's and women's tennis teams have upcoming matches at home later this month. Tickets not required for that. And then, obviously, Morgan Wallen tickets still available. All those things, OleMissTicks.com. I've been telling you that Prime Shrimp is giving away free, free shrimp for the entire year to one lucky rebel. Here's how to enter. You go to PrimeShrimp.com slash MPW. Place any order, any order at all. Use promo code JUICE. Take 20% off your order and be entered to win. You can place additional entries by posting your shrimp on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with hashtag Prime Shrimp. Hashtag MPW winners will be chosen on January 31st. So get that orders in. And then also the podcast brought to you by NE Spark. NE Spark is uh, service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. The one gig, it powers the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. So, again, get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. No, I mean, and the other thing with baseball is, so Amazon was willing to do – Amazon originally wanted to do a $150 million investment into Diamond Sports to get the five other MLB teams, or maybe it was 10 other MLB teams. But Manfred shut it down because Manfred's trying to take those rights and package and sell them himself. So, like, the bigger question to me is, like, are we moving towards where the league, the other leagues, the NFL right now is the only league that sells their rights collectively. Are these other leagues trying to move to that? Because they've, they've never had any success trying to do it, but maybe that that's where this is headed because like, I still don't have a great sense of like, take the Grizzlies, for instance, they're one of the diamond sports teams there. They don't have a TV deal beyond this year. So there's the thought that maybe they go, they do the Amazon thing and then try to sell the rest to linear TV, but no one seems to have a great sense of like, what's that going to be worth? And to Chase's original point, the biggest question is who has the money to spend and bid right now on just regular season, local rights, because what people are willing to pay for are the big games. People aren't necessarily saying like, Oh, I've got to have, I've got to have Grizzlies heat on a Wednesday night in January. What's interesting is like in Oklahoma City, because of the way that the the market is done with the TV, the TV contract, there are a lot of bars and restaurants and stuff in the city that can't show Thunder games on their screens. And so from, oh, a, from and if you've ever if you have any experience with the Bally Sports app, oh, oh my god, horrible. oh my god, and and so you you have these these markets where. You can't even get the games on the screens. Well, you want the games on the screens because especially if, if you have an attractive team, you're trying to build a bigger fan base. And if people don't see you, even if you even if they live down the street, if they don't see you, you're the tree in the forest. It's 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 where the it's where the NFL is so good, but the NFL might be such a king, such so on top that they can sort of do things that no one else can do. But you don't ever really run the risk as long as you're willing to buy the Sunday ticket. Um, you're, you're, you're going to be able to see every NFL game. Local markets, out of market, 
But Major League Baseball is the worst. I mean, like if you live in the Midwest, you're blacked out of Cubs, Reds, Guardians, Brewers, White Sox, Royals. You you live in Des Moines, Iowa. You might not you might not be able to see even if you have uh, Major League Baseball extra innings package. You might not be able to see six, seven, eight teams streaming. And young people, that's how they consume. And so it's almost like you're forcing them to go, no, we want you to watch on television. And they're like, screw that. That's not what I do. So you're losing that entire demographic. I think you see that reflected in some of their numbers. Well, then there's like a separate question for me of, okay, if we're going to start taking away rights from the linear television people, well, you know who provides internet, right? It's the it's the linear television companies so they're only going to be left with one choice which is fine you're not going to buy our bundle our cable internet or our satellite internet bundle uh your internet's going to be 150 bucks a month and so then people are going to sit like you know because you got to have access to the internet to stream Uh, i don't know it just seems to me that like we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It seems to me that what happened was these, these providers spent too much money on live rights thinking, well, that's all that anyone cares about, but they didn't figure out how to monetize it properly. And so to me, like the real canary in the coal mine was when Fox Sports sold off the regional the regional television networks that told me like oh they don't think this is they don't think this is sustainable and so i didn't find it all that surprising when bally's or diamond sports however you want to say it when they go bankrupt it's because well fox was like well we can't make money off it sure we'll sell it off and then diamond figures uh, oh we'll 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 make money on this well it turns out they can't make money on it so it's like where is this headed? And I don't know if anyone really knows because every, every league, every league is going to be hell bent on trying to 
get more money, more money, more money. Well, eventually we're going to reach a point where someone's going to be up for bidding and there's not going to be any money. Yeah. It's like what we saw. It's what we saw with the PAC 12, like where the big 12 actually killed the PAC 12 was not by raiding their teams. It was by jumping in front of them. It was by jumping in front of them in line to get their TV deal done. Yes. 100%. It's, it's, it's why the, I mean, frankly, it's why the Big Ten and the SEC are so far ahead of everybody else is because they, they got TV deals done. And big TV deals done. Big, big TV deals done, yeah. And no matter what you think of the, those, those, the different commissioners or whatnot, they, they got deals done that, that provided some form of, of long-term security. The Pac-12 didn't. They gambled that they could get a deal done. They gambled that they would have leverage that ultimately they didn't have and they're literally a dead league now. Correct. I mean, so, I so now does that I how does that how does that apply to these other sports leagues? Like I don't know. I think the thing that's more interesting, it feels like for 5 or 6 years this is going to be somewhat of the norm. My question starts to rise is what happens when it comes time for the the Big Ten and the SEC to re-up? Like that that's kind of where I go. Like, is there are we sure? Like what if what if everybody's banked on this this TV model and there's not money? That's the question of all questions. It's a lot like yeah. NIL where hey, it's not unlimited monopoly money here, guys. At some point the the, the tank runs empty and yeah, you might have put all this bloat into a sport and into these conferences that the the TV partners or the streaming service or whoever go, yeah, we can't pay that anymore. That makes no sense. Sorry, here's here's twenty seven percent less than the last. If you contract. made me, if you made me guess, guys, I would guess that's where they're headed. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like the old man when I say this, and you guys know me well. I don't, I don't really, I don't, I'm, I'm not one of these kind of people, but. I just don't know that my son and his generation are going to ever consume sports the way that I did at that age and now, the way you guys do. I mean, Jeffrey, you've got 18 TVs and stuff. I I don't know how many young people do that. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they they do, but everything I see with like Carson and his friends and stuff. Is Carson has a TV in his room, and I'll go up sometimes just be like, "Hey, what's up?" He's watching an NBA game on his phone when he could stream it on a on a on a a fifty inch screen. That's they're so used to their phones. That's how they do everything. So I don't know that the TV models. Man, I, I kind of have this suspicion that ten years from now, maybe less, it's going to be somewhat obsolete. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Well, here's the – so this is going to be kind of the consumer habit question. As the – it's not necessarily – like people will change their habits based on cost. So the real question is, like right now, it's still reasonably economical to stream. But as, as the price of internet goes up, like the real question is not how Carson watches a game at 17, 18. The real question is how does Carson watch a game when Carson graduates college and he gets his first job? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? When he's paying yeah. for it all, like, like that's the real, real question. And so that, that we don't have an answer to because my, my suspicion is Carson will do what most guys do when they get their first apartment. He's going to sit there and figure out, okay, I've got this amount of money I can do, you know, I can do ESPN plus Hulu, Disney plus or whatever, but my internet's going to be, you know, a hundred bucks. It's going to be a matter of do the cable companies or do these streamers, do they all start figuring out ways, you know, are we going to see someone maybe like, you know, a company that's having some success right now is T-Mobile because T-Mobile has figured out a way to provide home internet at a fairly, you know, it's 50 bucks a month, fairly flat. Uh, and, you know, everyone's going to start going that. So it's going to be who, who can figure out a way to offer the most at the least pri- at the cheapest price. And that's going to yeah. be how people will start consuming. Yeah, it's true. Got about 10 minutes left with you, Jeffrey. Uh, Jim Harbaugh headed to the Chargers. All signs. Bad, bad, Moore da- being bad the, day. Uh, f- bad day yeah. for me. Bad day for me. What's wrong? Well, as the, the nation's leading Justin Herbert hater, like Jim Harbaugh got Colin Kaepernick to a Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick is objectively an average quarterback. I now have to. I, I. This is. It's a dark day. Like. Uh, well, so you're buying like, your Chargers some, 20, 25, 26 stock. Well, I just think that he'll make. He's going to maximize. Now, the th- the one good thing that I always Spanos have in my can back still pocket, screw this up. He can, but the other thing I always have in my back pocket is he's still in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But. No, it was. I was not good for 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 all seven Chargers fans out there. About six of which are in my college group chat. Congratulations! I think you got a good coach. Who are the Falcons hiring? I mean, that is the more. It seems like Arthur Blank wants to hire Bill, and the the front office people don't. I mean, typically, I know how that which is to go, be expected. But... Though that's exactly how you would think that would play out. Blank seems fascinated by him, and everybody else goes, "Hey, we're just getting a washed-up version of this cat that doesn't have Tom Brady." Or they're sitting there going, "Hey, this guy's going to like get rid of me, so I've got to fight like hell to make sure this doesn't happen." Yeah, I mean, it is I, I, you know, I do agree. Like Dan Wetzel sitting there going, "Like it is amazing." that Bill Belichick is on the market and the only job we know that he's interviewed for is the Falcons? I, I'm not a good person for this conversation because I think he's going to fail wherever he goes. I just think there is no... I, I don't think there's any juice left in the lemon. I think he can still coach. The problem is there's no job out there that's got a, a solid quarterback. Like yeah, Harbaugh just, just took the only job open where you had a quarterback ready to go. Correct. And like, what's their draft capital? I mean, what they're going to be picking like twelfth. I mean, it's such a quarterback league. We talk about this all the time. I mean, like, there's there's now mocks out there that have Jaden Daniels going number two overall. I mean, people are so desperate for a quarterback that if 
there's even a chance you're a good quarterback. You, you just you just overdraft. I mean, I, I love Jaden Daniels, but I never watched him this See, year. That, that second overall player. I didn't. I get it. It's it's early mock season, but that wasn't even the the one that that made me go, oh my god. It was in the same mock. Kuiper had McCarthy going like seventeen or eighteen, like wherever the Seahawks pick. He had McCarthy going there, and I'm just sitting there going like. Oh my God. Like that really is like the ultimate, like, well, why, why not? If it hits, it hits. But man, like I did not look at JJ McCarthy and go, that's an NFL quarterback. Not one time, not one time. And, and so you're going to use a first round pick in a league where draft capital is all that really matters. You're going to use a first round pick on that guy. It tells you how desperate people are to find a quarterback. And and they they talk themselves into any like the Bears very clearly have talked themselves into Caleb Williams number one. They've just they've they've debated it and debated it and debated it, and that's clearly where they're going. I mean, they and they used a first round pick on Fields just and traded and, and some draft capital to to get Fields, and they they've given up on Fields. They'll end up trading Fields for a fifth round pick or something. I mean, it's just such a quarterback league. So if you're the Falcons. If you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't really matter who the hell your coach is. It really doesn't. No, and it's like, okay, well, like, what's, like, the secondary quarterback market? Like, are you trying to go get Kirk Cousins? Oh, I mean. Mm. I mean, I it, mean, it, Kirk's it, wife's from Atlanta. Maybe, maybe that's how you – but, I mean, like, you cannot go into next year with Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke. So, like, no. what are they doing? I mean, Kirk Cousins makes them a better team. I don't know how For much. Sure. Yeah, I don't know how much better, but he makes them better. He might make you. He might make you so middle of the road that you're in purgatory. But I mean, I would also argue. I bet the Vikings are in the same position of like, are we really going to let Kirk Cousins walk? Maybe they should let him walk because he's put him in purgatory. He man. has, but man, there's there's something to be said for I've got I've got eight home games and everyone comes to the yeah. games knowing they got a chance to win this week. Yeah, it's just boy, it it is the decision to suck is such a it's, it's easy for fans <laughs> us to go, hey, man, you guys just need to suck for a couple of years. Inside that, and I get it. Right, we don't right. have to run the business. At the end of the day, we're right, but the when you when you have the meeting inside the building. And the dude oversees and ticket sales and stuff is like, hey guys, I can't sell that. I, I just can't effing sell. What was it, it Theo that told fans, hey, we're gonna suck? Yeah, he did, but he, that was different. Yeah, and he did it. He did it in a way, and he did it on a day. He picked the right day. He did it literally the day after the Cardinals had won the World Series. He goes, hey, we're we're not there. You see where we're trying to get. You just saw it last night. That probably pissed you off. That's where we're trying to get. And for us to get there. We've got to suck for a little while. Okay, you can say that one time. Well, and also, though, but he was also saying that at a time when, you know, they had they had a lot more TV money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. the Cubs TV deal that, like, now that's a little more, it's a little more complicated. Yeah, and they play in a ballpark that's an experience. It's a beer garden where a baseball game breaks out, blah, blah, blah. If you're Minnesota, 
you're telling people, hey, oh, by the way, in December when it's seven degrees outside and there's a blizzard, we want you to come watch uh, us play the Seahawks and the game will mean absolutely nothing. But show up, mm -hmm. bring your money, buy $15 beers. That's tough. So it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult ask when you do that and 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 in that league what makes that league so awesome is beyond fantasy football and beyond uh, just the fact that it's football what makes that league awesome is that you see it over and over you can become a a contender really quick if you have the right quarterback and you surround him with the right people. You can go from being horrible to pretty good pretty quick. Look at the Texans this year, for example. Jeffrey Law, last thing, what uh, what's your two uh, two picks for the NFL? Who's going to the Super Bowl and who's covering this weekend? So I took the Ravens. Uh, I took the Ravens this week being, you know, I'm just going to keep being dumb. and like I, I get it, all the Mahomes stuff, and it's like him as an underdog and whatnot. It's like I'm still very struggling with the idea of like why are they continuing to give us him as an underdog? I just also think the Ravens have been the best team. I think the Ravens have been the best team uh, for like the last two months, and I'm also kind of relying. My favorite, my favorite Chiefs stat is every time the Chiefs have beaten the Bills in the playoffs, they've lost the next week, um, and then. With San Francisco the Lions, like I think it's probably SpongeBob SquarePants, but I'm taking the points only because I don't think Debo's playing. And I think seven is about as good of a number as I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a touchdown with a better quarterback. I'm just yeah. taking that. I still think probably the Niners win the game, but I'm I'm just taking you're giving me a full touchdown. I'm just gonna take it. I think you know, it goes beyond the Chiefs. I think whoever has eliminated Josh Allen in his career has lost the next week. Yeah, I think that's correct. Because even when uh, – The Bengals. Yeah. Go ahead, Neil. Yeah, well, the, the Bengals had some the, – the Chiefs had some help from Stripes against the yeah. Bengals, and I can't help but think the Chiefs are going to get some help from the Stripes this week. I'm, I'm – I saw where that reference it's – it's, it's my favorite It's my favorite conspiracy, the Sean Smith conspiracy. Well, I saw where the, the head referee in this game is the most favorable to road teams of any referee in, in the NFL. Is that what we're calling it? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, no, listen, you, you, don't think, you don't think the NFL is going to try to get Taylor at that Super Bowl? I'm telling you, in dude. In Vegas? Oh, come on. You want – Isn't she the, on tour that week? Uh, but uh, Chase, it's like it's a it's a movie that writes itself. She's like All in right. Tokyo on a Saturday. It's like seventeen hours to get to my boob. They'll get her there. They'll they'll have, they're gonna have what like day the is Santa, the Super Bowl? The tenth. It's the February February eleventh. But they're gonna have like the Santa the Santa tracker. It's like where's Taylor flying over the Pacific trying to get to her boob? Yeah. Saturday, it's a, it's February tenth, she's in Tokyo. March fourth, she's in Singapore. No, like literally, they're gonna have like a they're gonna literally. have like a they're gonna have a G six gassed up, ready to go in the tarmac in Tokyo as she's trying to get to Vegas, and they're gonna have like a countdown clock. Oh, they'll and they'll show her arrive. They'll oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Oh, everything. It, and 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 listen, I don't blame them. It works. 
And but on the other side, you're right about this. Like we talked about this earlier. When Debo Samuel isn't on the field, Brock Purdy looks really mediocre. And, I think he's the he is the straw that stirs the drink. And Jared Goff's been pretty good. He got off to a little bit of a shaky start, but he had a hell of a second half the other day. I I kind of hasn't turned it over. I kind of like Detroit on Sunday. Yeah, I think I do too. Or at least that's definitely who I'm pulling for. So, Jeffrey, I know you got to get set up. And Appreciate we know it, the Lions are going to be able to run yeah. the football. Yeah. Amen. Have a good day, bud. All right, guys. That was Jeffrey Wright on the Campbell Clinic Hotline, as always, on Thursday. Neil, speaking of uh, Ron Holland, I was looking it up a minute ago, and I was just on the ringer because that's where I had that information about Netflix and the WWE. The Ringer came out with their uh, first mock draft for the NBA draft, and they have Ron Holland going 12th overall to the Oklahoma City Thunder at the moment. There you go. The the, the Thunder, are, things are so good for the Thunder right now that the first pick in that draft and the second pick in that mock draft, their big brothers play for the Thunder. I mean, it, it everything's <laughs> Thunder right now. Everything says. Says uh, Holland has a high floor because of his never-ending motor and defensive upside, but his lack of efficiency on a dreadful Ignite team is keeping him from being a top-five pick. Could very well rise there, though making him a steal at this point in the draft, especially with the Thunder, who've had great success in developing shooters like Lou Dort and Josh Giddy. He may hope to go higher, but landing with OKC would be a blessing for both. So, Oh, I'd be thrilled with Holland. <laughs> um, look, I mean, this is going to sound really fanboyish. I get it, but here lately, it doesn't matter who plays for the Thunder; they end up being awesome. So, I mean, everything's just kind of You're getting some out. Cardinals vibes a little bit from them. Like, hey, you put the you put the uniform on, and all of a sudden, hey, we're. I mean, we're, last we're, night Aaron Wiggins goes for like twenty three. I mean, it just it's wild. I mean, they're they're legitimately good. They're thirty two and thirteen. I mean that. That's at good. some point, at some point, you stop being cute and cuddly, and you just become really good. Yeah. And I don't know. Are they experienced enough to win a playoff series? I don't know. Are they are they capable of physically holding up against Denver or the Clippers or the Wolves in a seven game series? I don't know. But look, they're legitimately good. They're legitimately good. They're consistent. And like yesterday was the back end of a back to back and. They and they were playing the Spurs, and the Spurs are bad. But when Minyama was trying to make a point with Holmgren on the court, and they they played really hard for a while, and Thunder just out energyed them. And I don't know, it's, it's they have all this draft capital, they have they have a decision to make with as the the trade deadlines like in about two weeks, February the eighth or so, like right before the Super Bowl, they've got a decision to make about whether they push some chips in or whether they just let this team declare itself and all that stuff, but they're fun. Like I watched them as I was writing uh, the Ole Miss stuff last night. I, I had the the screen on thunder and, and, um, and Spurs and they're, they're one of the better teams in the league right now. Mm-hmm. On the uh, college football side, Ole Miss did pick up those two offensive linemen from Washington yesterday, uh, Nate Galepo yeah. and Julius below. Um, a lot of experience. They've gotten bigger. They've gotten veteran guys on the line. They've done. When you look at the totality of it, um, 
not bad. They've gotten better there. They've got some continuity with guys coming back and different things. So I, th- I think that assuming BJ Green completes it here, it's a it's a it's definitely an A for Ole Miss in this portal period as they go into April. I I mean I think you just got to give Lane and Kelvin Bolden and um uh, frankly Austin Walker Thomas. Yeah, Austin Thomas. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of, um, all of those guys, you got to give them a ton of credit. They have worked the portal yet again. I won't say better than everybody else because I don't know that I have enough knowledge to say that. But nobody's working the portal better than them. Um, and And just backup plan that still is very competitive. It's not like, hey, this is our dues, and we don't get it. You go, oh crap, that's it. It's over. I mean. It no, didn't work out with Hurd, and then you move on down the line, and you take advantage of this or this or this, and they're very disciplined, best I can yeah. tell. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, hey, we have we have this amount of 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 money that can be used here, and they don't impulse buy. They yeah. are the, you're worth this, so this is your price. Okay, they are the guy that goes to the grocery store and goes, "I'm spending. I have two hundred dollars." I'm not going to walk out two seventeen. I'm spending two hundred dollars, and nope. I, I'm oh that that sure does look good, but nope. I'm not doing that. That that's not in the budget, and I give them a ton of credit for that because it would be so easy and so tempting, especially as much as Lane at least appears to like the whole Portal King thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are different guys on the beat that refer to him as the portal king strikes again. Even weather can't stop the portal king. You know all that stuff. I, I I think while he comes across as this you know partier, I think in reality what what has made them so good is their discipline. Well, and- like look, you know you, you you're gonna get the best situation possible with our buddy Corey and Clark Ford. But you know when you bought cars in the past and you go in and they write the numbers down on the piece of paper and they go, okay, here's the 36 month, the 48 month, the 60 month or whatever. And you walked in going, hey, I got 500 a month. That's what I got. It's 500 yeah. a month for this car. And it's like 504, 518. And, and you do that justification in your head of, hey, it's just 18 bucks. And they go, well, about the gap insurance you're going to need on top of that too and all this kind of stuff. And no, no, no. Ole Miss goes, nope, by God, I said $500. Right. Like, I, 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 give me the year older. Let's go down a trim model. Let's do whatever we got to do to make that work. But I'm not doing the 511 just because it's right there and I really want that car. It stops you from getting overextended. It, I think it, it it prevents or helps to prevent some of the chemistry issues that can absolutely derail a team. Yeah, because nobody's way over market where you go, what the hell's doing going on yeah, there? Yeah. So, you know, I, I just think, again, I think they've done a remarkably good job. And, and if – Austin Thomas indeed leaves for LSU. It's a, it's a, those are big shoes to fill because he, mm-hmm. he's done a very, very good job of, of kind of monitoring the, 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 the portal. Um, I have learned through emails and such that fans do not like the word tampering. They do not like the, the whole pre portaling thing. They're very afraid that the NCAA Gestapo is going to come up and, and and hammer them for for pre portaling, but look, pre portaling is very critical. It, knowing having a pretty good idea of who's going to be on the market, and being able to establish some some wants early so that you can get ahead. Uh, and I think Thomas is very very good at that. So if he leaves for LSU, replacing that's going to be critical. But so far, Ole Miss has just shown 
uh, again, I mean, I'm being repetitive, but I think it bears it out. And I'm, I'm like you, I kind of assume they will probably end up with B.J. Green. Um, and then at the end of April, they'll probably be a little active with three or four people maybe. They'll see what happens. I think happens. they have another running back. Yeah, I do too. Um, but they've done as well as anyone over the last two years in the portal. And frankly, they're they're probably they're probably upper crust. There, there's I just don't know. I, I can't sit here and break down the portal acquisitions sure. and the ATC and you know, whatever. So I, I don't feel comfortable going. They've done the best job, but man, they're right there. I mean, nobody, nobody in the SEC has done better in the portal than Ole Miss has over the last two, two plus seasons. And I'm not breaking news here when I tell you there are a lot of really efficient programs in the SEC that are damn good at this. Texas A&M, uh, Elko has proven to be very good in the portal at, at Texas A&M. Um, Tennessee. Tennessee's very good in the portal. Uh, South Carolina typically has been pretty good in the portal. I mean, there's a lot there, but no one has done it as well as Ole Miss. And so the fact that people are trying to pluck people away from, from Ole Miss is – is, is reflective of that. There, People are looking at it and going, what are they doing? How are they doing it? Well, the best way to find that out is to hire people that were inside that building, and that's to be expected. So ESPN came out here, kind of last couple things here at College Football and get you a little primer for uh, the fall because we're just going to spend the entire offseason talking about this 24-24 season. It's going to have a college football playoff and 12 teams and all that stuff. They listed 12 games that will be uh, critical to the college football playoff when it comes out in December, and Ole Miss does make the list with one of its games. It is on the number eight slot, and it is their uh, road date at LSU is what is number eight, as it is their first test. And if you win that one, you're really just splitting two home games to get into the playoff at that point, and it's 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 a log. So, just – yeah. I mean, that's, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Go win in Baton Rouge, beat Oklahoma, beat Georgia. You're in the playoff. Cool. From their mouth to God's ears, we'll we'll have some promos going at that time for sure. And uh, and, and and don't be stupid and lose in losing Fayetteville or Gainesville. Yeah, I, I got these are famous last words, but those two programs are just not in good places. I, I I don't I don't know how Florida or Arkansas really puts it together where. And late in the year. It's not like you're catching a spunky group in September that's still believing in some hope thing. Like, I mean, as we've read that schedule a thousand times, Florida is going to be battered to hell by the time Ole Miss gets there on that Saturday. I mean, it's it's just – it's a, it's going to be a mess. So, uh, Ole Miss at LSU October 12th. Um, it says what we've said in a paragraph that it's Ole Miss's first real conference test and, you know, all the stuff that goes on with that. The other games, they're listed number one. Georgia at Texas on October 19th. That goes without saying. That makes sense. Number two, Georgia at Alabama, September 28th. Okay. Not not hard to figure out. Number three, Ohio State at Oregon, October 12th. Oregon now in the Big Ten, obviously. Mm -hmm. The big game. Texas at Michigan, September the 7th. Yeah. Florida State at Notre Dame, November 9th, frankly, because Florida State's in the ACC and can't really lose, as we've seen. And then Notre Dame – You know, it's the one, it's the huge negative to them is look, they're going to get all the breaks in the world if they're on the fringe to get in the playoff. But by by being an independent, they can never be a top four seed and never get a bye. 
So they have to win and get out larges every single season. So that is a big game for them against Florida State when their strength of schedule can get a little funny at times. Michigan, Ohio State, November 30th. That is at number six. Oklahoma and Texas, October the 12th. The Red River, River rivalry, as mentioned, Ole Miss LSU. Michigan's at Washington on October the 5th. I think Washington's taking a step back. I don't think they're going to be in this conversation to any amount next year. I don't blame um, them for putting that game on the list, but I, I think I think hindsight will show that that game did not belong on the list. Yeah. Uh, number 10, Arizona and Utah, just because they're both in the Big 12, and there's probably not going to be an at-large team out of the Big 12, so you have to win your conference. So if you're talking about just one of the teams that will get in there, then you're talking about Arizona and Utah. Um, whenever that game is played, they don't have a schedule yet. Um, from a group of five standpoint, because one of these teams is going to get in, uh, Boise State has been kind of circled because they have a game at Eugene, Oregon during the season. So if you won that, it would give them a huge non-conference boost. But I do not see Oregon losing to Boise State on September the 7th uh, in that game. And then number 12, because you're talking about strength of scheduling, and if you don't win your conference, you need an at-large spot, LSU and USC September the 1st in Vegas for a non-conference oh. game. Wow. The early schedule is hot. I mean, there are some huge games early in this schedule. So, you know, it's the most anticipated college season in a long, long time. I mean, oh, ever. Because you have so many teams that have bigger aspirations. You're not going, hey, the Citrus Bowl would be really cool. It's like, no, make the playoff. No. Because look, at if 12 can get in, that means you legitimately have 20 teams that think they have a chance at the playoff. Yeah. It's and a couple more that go, hey, if we just get a little break here or there. That's why the NFL works. You go into an NFL season, half the teams think they have a realistic shot to get to the Super Bowl. So if you're a fan of one of those teams, you're you're all in. And so it, it, it it's look, it's great for the sport. It's long overdue. It's long overdue. I know that there are people that don't like it. I think those people are going to be – I think you're going to be – does it run the risk of occasionally minimizing a big regular season game? Sure. But the trade-off is incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'll see it when you see the TV numbers on the first round of playoff games for college football. It's going to blow your mind. They're going to be... 35 they're going to be 40. in the low 30s at least. Yeah, I was going to say 35 to 40. Yeah. You're going to get massive numbers. You're going to get massive numbers, and it's going to be phenomenal TV. I'm really curious what this Chiefs-Ravens number is going to be Sunday. Huge. If it's competitive and close, 50. Yeah. think so. I think that's probably right. So, uh, last thing, the times on those games this weekend, you've got uh, Chiefs-Ravens at 2 and Lions-49ers at 530, the first one on CBS and the uh, nightcap on Fox there on uh, – Tickets as low as $545 for the AFC title game and as low as $405 for the NFC title game from a get-in standpoint. So I'll just a play. night game for Ole Miss Saturday night uh, in College Station. I think 7.30 is the start time, 7, hey, What's up with that? Like I mean, who's who got so pissed off at Ole Miss that everything's late at night? What's everything's the, at night. Because even the their uh, – is it next weekend that the, the weekend game is like 7.30 or 8, too? I thought it was at 5.00. Is it five? Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't I hope you're wrong. Yeah, you're right. Auburn's five o'clock next that Saturday. Okay. State is seven thirty on Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day that day that game is. State seven thirty midweek, Auburn five o'clock, 
And then they are at South Carolina at 530 on SEC Network on February the 6th. That's two road games in a row that week. That's South Carolina and Kentucky. Tough week. Yeah. That's I why mean, you got to get these. You got to go two and tough, one in the next three. It's a tough league. Uh, you know, when people hear that and they, at the end of the year, when you don't have anybody in the final four, they're like, you guys are full of it. You always say the league's tough. No, it's not really the point. The, the grind of the league is pretty tough. When you look at the schedule and there's only, right now, two bad teams, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt and Arkansas, everybody else at least has a pulse and is pretty good at home or whatnot. Like, you know, before the year, you people thought, you know, South Carolina might suck. They don't. LSU's going to suck. They don't. Georgia's going to suck. They don't suck. I mean, you have to play those games. And Missouri's bad, but they're going to screw somebody before it's over. Missouri's bad, but they play really hard. Yeah. So, you know, and they're, they're, and they're fairly good on defense, which gives them a chance if they can ever have a night where they make buckets, like you said. So, now they, it is they, a road game. Ole Miss can steal. They do go to Columbia, for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, they—they're a handful that they could get. Just road gotta, game in Athens. Road game in Columbia, Missouri, and then those home games against Auburn and Alabama. What can you do in those four four basketball games? Just really good teams there. So yeah, we'll I mean, see. Saturday's big. Saturday's a huge. It's not. It's not a big loss if you lose. That's not what I'm saying. The one last night would have been the big loss. That would have been the killer. That would have been the dagger where you're like, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. They got that win. If you lose to A&M, you lose. It's okay. You go to the next. But it's an opportunity to get ahead. That's, that, it's a big opportunity Saturday. It is a huge eight days. What is What does Ken Palm have? Do you know like a win probability on the one on Saturday night? Probably 30-something percent? I'll tell you. I had it up a second ago. It is... Computers still do not like Ole Miss, obviously. Um, they went came up to 67. They actually went up 10 points last night because of game control. Yep. They're giving Ole Miss a 30% chance of winning on Saturday in College Station. Yeah. That feels would, a little low, but yeah, 30, 40%-ish probably. Yeah, if you told me what, what do you think their chance is, I'd say it's 35 to 40%, which is a significant shot. Her Ken Palm, they're only favored in one of their next five games. They need two of them. Yeah. So and they're favored to beat State at home next weekend. The computers don't like their game control. No. Which is But fine. it came up a good bit last night. It, it did because they dominated the game. Um, yeah, whatever. It's a, I don't – not that there's too many people that are angry at a the computer. There, there are some people that are like, well, that formula is whatever. Yeah, the formula generally over time works. That's why they keep it. But it's not perfect. Yeah. There are there are always outliers that defy the formula. And this yeah. could very well be an Ole Miss team that does. I saw you uh, had a podcast with Josh Hendrickson. That is up at MPW Digital. Got a, a couple more podcasts and pr- probably at least one video coming through this week. I think three more podcasts, one or two videos from a YouTube standpoint. So uh, more content there. Rebel Grove in the meantime as well. Conference championship games and then Ole Miss and Texas A&M Saturday night from College Station. So we'll react, react to all that and more coming up on uh, Monday. So take care, and we will talk to you soon in a lot of different formats.